Welcome to Nations of the World podcast series, where we explore a different nation of the world in each episode. Our aim is to bring you, the listener, on an audio journey to discover interesting facts that make each country unique. Welcome to Ukraine, Part 2. Government A semi-presidential republic Executive Branch The President is the Head of State and Commander-in-Chief. The President is elected by popular vote for a five-year term, eligible for a second term. The Prime Minister is the Head of Government. The Cabinet of Ministers are nominated by the Prime Minister and approved by the Verkhovna Rada. Legislative Branch A unicameral Supreme Council the Verkhovna Rada. There are 450 seats with 225 members elected by simple majority vote and 225 directly elected in a single nationwide constituency by closed party list proportion representation vote. Members serve five-year terms. Judicial Branch The Supreme Court of Ukraine consists of 100 judges organized into civil, criminal, commercial, and administrative chambers, and a grand chamber. The Constitutional Court consists of 18 justices. The High Anti-Corruption Court consists of 39 judges, including 12 in the Appeals Chamber. Judges serve until mandatory retirement at age 65. There are subordinate courts, the Courts of Appeal and the District Courts. There are 24 provinces or oblasti, one autonomous republic, and two municipalities. Political parties include Batkivshchina, European Solidarity, Holos, Opposition Bloc, Opposition Platform for Life, Radical Party, Semapomich, Servant of the People, and Svoboda. Universal suffrage is at 18 years of age. Ukraine was the world's first state to give up its nuclear arsenal. Their last remaining Soviet-era nuclear warheads were removed and dismantled in 1996. It has one of the largest armies in Europe. There is a National Security and Defense Council, or the NSDC. It develops national security policy on domestic and international matters and advises the president. The military and security forces include ground forces, air forces, naval forces, air assault forces, special operations forces, territorial defense forces, National Guard, and State Border Guard service. There are approximately 200,000 active troops and about 50,000 National Guard. The military is equipped with mostly older Russian and Soviet-era weapon systems. Since 2010, it has imported some weapons from several European countries, China, the United States, and the United Arab Emirates. It has a broad defense industry capable of building and maintaining aircraft and land systems. There were 250 troops from Ukraine deployed to Democratic Republic of Congo in October of 2021. 
Ukraine contributes about 500 troops to the Lithuania, Poland, and Ukraine Joint Military Brigade, which was established in 2014. The brigade is headquartered in Poland and is comprised of an international staff, three battalions, and specialized units. Conscription was abolished in 2012, but was reintroduced in 2014. This means those from 20 to 27 years of age are obligated to military service for 12 months. In early 2022, the Ukrainian government announced plans to phase out obligatory military service over a period of three years. The Ukrainian military has a mix of conscripts, 14,000 conscripted in 2021, and professional soldiers on contracts. By law, conscripts cannot serve on the front lines, but can sign short- or long-term contracts upon the expiration of their terms of service. Women can volunteer and have served in the Ukrainian Armed Forces since 1993. As of 2021, women comprised approximately 15-20% to of the military. In late 2021, the Ukrainian government began requiring women between 18 and 60, who are fit for military service and work in a broad range of professions, to register with Ukraine's armed forces. With tensions heightening in eastern Ukraine, Ukraine and Poland expressed a desire for closer cooperation in a new security pact with the United Kingdom on February 17, 2022. This agreement seeks to deepen ties in the areas of national defense, primarily in matters of cybersecurity, energy security, and countering disinformation. Also in February of 2022, NATO member Turkey and Ukraine have agreed to co-produce Turkish-made military drones at a production site in Ukraine. It has alliances with the World Trade Organization, the United Nations, UNESCO, and OSZE. OSZE is an alliance of currently 57 countries, mainly located in Southern Europe and Eastern Europe. Citizenship Citizenship is not granted by birth. For citizenship by descent only, at least one parent must be a citizen of Ukraine. Dual citizenship is not recognized. Residency requirement for naturalization is five years. Economy In the days of the former Soviet Union, the Ukrainian Republic was the most important, after Russia, in the economy sector. Its fertile black soil accounted for more than one-fourth of Soviet agricultural output, and its farms provided substantial quantities of meat, milk, grain, and vegetables to other republics. Likewise, its diversified heavy industry supplied unique equipment such as large diameter pipes and vertical drilling apparatus, and raw materials to industrial and mining sites in other regions of the former USSR. After former President Yanukovych fled the country during the Revolution of Dignity, Ukraine's economy fell into crisis because of Russia's annexation of Crimea, military conflict in the eastern part of the country, and a trade war with Russia, resulting in a 17% decline in GDP, inflation at nearly 60%, and dwindling foreign currency reserves. The international community began efforts to stabilize the Ukrainian economy, 
including an IMF assistance package that would amount to $17.5 billion beginning in 2014. Ukraine has received four disbursements, most recently in April of 2017, bringing the total dispersed as of that date to approximately $8.4 billion. Ukraine has made progress on reforms designed to make the country prosperous, democratic, and transparent, including creation of a national anti-corruption agency, overhaul of the banking sector, establishment of a transparent VAT refund system, and increased transparency in government procurement. More improvements are needed, including fighting corruption, developing capital markets, improving the business environment to attract foreign investment, privatizing state-owned enterprises, and land reform. The fifth disbursement of the IMF program, valued at $1.9 billion, was delayed in mid-2017 due to the lack of progress on outstanding reforms, including adoption of legislation establishing an independent anti-corruption court. Russia's occupation of Crimea in March of 2014 and ongoing Russian aggression in eastern Ukraine have hurt economic growth. Ukraine also redirected trade activity towards the EU following the implementation of a bilateral deep and comprehensive free trade agreement, displacing Russia as its largest trading partner. A prohibition on commercial trade with separatist-controlled territories in early 2017 has not impacted Ukraine's key industrial sectors as much as expected, largely because of favorable external conditions. Today, Ukraine's economy is based largely on industry, agriculture, and services. Over the past 20 years, ownership of both rural and urban land has been shifting to privatization, with the technical assistance from donors, including U.S. aid. The initial transfer in 1992 from collective to state farms has enabled households to acquire up to 1.25 hectares of land to produce food for their own consumption. Nearly one-third of the people now have ownership of some land, although not all are full-time farming. Agricultural land is 71.2% of the land area. It's the fifth largest exporter of wheat in the world, with about $3.6 billion in exports. Forest covers 16.8% of the land, and other at 12%. It's the world leader in production of sunflower oil. It is also one of the largest producers of honey, walnuts, apples, pumpkins, wheat, barley, rye, buckwheat, potatoes, corn, sugar beets, tomatoes, carrots, cucumbers, cabbage, and dry peas. It has one of the highest numbers of IT-certified professionals following the U.S., India, and Russia. Therefore, it is a top outsourcing destination for many companies around the globe. In 2019, it became the biggest IT services exporter in Europe. It is in the top 10 producers of titanium, graphite, iron ore, manganese, and uranium. It also has coal, natural gas, oil, salt, sulfur, mercury, nickel, timber, and arable land. It has a space rocket industry and has created the Zenit 3SL carrier rocket and the first stage core of the Antares rocket. 
Ukraine built warships for the USSR during the Soviet era. Since independence, it now builds bulk tankers, dry cargo vessels, fishing trawlers, and whaling bases. They have companies that offer ship repair services. Other industries are electric power, metals, machinery and transport equipment, chemicals, and food processing. Ukraine is a popular tourist destination with over 10 million visitors each year, mostly coming from nearby countries. In 2010, Ukraine negotiated a price discount on Russian gas imports in exchange for extending Russia's lease on its naval base in Crimea. Exports These amount to $60.67 billion in U.S. dollar value. Major exports include corn, sunflower seed oils, iron and iron products, wheat, insulated wiring, and rapeseed. Major export partners include Russia, China, Germany, Poland, Italy, and Turkey. Imports. These amount to $62.46 billion in U.S. dollar value. Major imports include refined petroleum, cars, packaged medicines, coal, and natural gas. Major import partners are China, Russia, Germany, Poland, and Belarus. Unemployment rate, 9.1% at the beginning of 2022. Poverty rate, 1.1%. Urbanism and architecture. Ukraine has a very low population density, with about 73 people per square kilometer. Urban population is at 69%. The major urban areas are in the cities of Kiev, Kharkiv, Odessa, Dnipropetrovsk, and Donetsk. Family and Households Women are known as the ones who often run the show behind scenes. Modern Ukrainian women work outside the home as much as men and try to manage all the household tasks. They do manual labor right into their old age and do all the cooking and cleaning. Marriage A wedding is a very symbolic celebration in Ukraine, with numerous traditions and customs involved. It is customary that the bride's closest relatives dress her for the wedding as she sits on a chair with a pillow. When she stands up to go to the groom, the bridesmaids compete to be the first one to fall on the pillow. The one who is first will be the next to be married. The groom must buy out a bride. This is when the groom picks up the bride from her parents' house and brings her to the church ceremony, which is called crowning. Horns from the cars in the groom's procession can be heard honking as they get near the home. As the cars park, the procession now on foot, headed by the groom, they enter into the gates, an area located in front of the main entrance to the house where the bride lives, and there is a nicely decorated table with flowers and a special tablecloth. On one side of the table are the bride, bridemaids, her friends, and locals from the neighborhood. Now a dialogue begins. As the groom's party approaches, the bride's friends begin by asking the groom, why exactly did he come here today? He responds with, to receive my bride. The feeling in the air is that the groom won't have such an easy time obtaining this bride, 
because she has many great qualities and is precious to her family. The bride's family will expect the groom to acknowledge the bride's sense of worth. The groom will cooperate fully, including a payment for the bride. Thus, the bargaining begins. The party of the bride speaks praises about the bride to establish her worth. The groom's side will counter with their negotiations. The groom will be required to thoroughly describe his potential bride and will express his present and future intentions. Eventually, a price is agreed upon. It can be anything, money, candy, champagne, or other presents from the groom's party. There are further tests that may be given to the groom. He may have to identify which lipstick print out of an assortment of prints prepared by the bridesmaids was made by his bride-to-be. If he answers wrong, the price may go up. Finally, the doors open, and the bride appears from within the house. He may be surprised to see something of a monster standing there, with hairy legs, a huge belly, or a mustache. He discovers that this is a fake. He will have to increase his payment. The whole point of these games is to discover things about the bride and groom. With clever and creative planning by both parties, this can be an enjoyable experience for all. These activities shouldn't take a very long time since the couple must get to the church service and to City Hall to register their marriage legally. It is customary when a baby is baptized to have several godparents, anywhere from two to ten couples for one child. Before heading to the City Hall, parents and all godparents of the bride and groom will bless them with wedding bread or korovai and icons. This is done with the bride and groom standing in the room together and asking for the blessing from both sets of parents. The parents hold the icons while the couple and parents make three bows while standing facing each other. This procedure is repeated with all sets of godparents. The last godparent pair pass the icons to the bride and groom. The bride and groom then kiss the icons and hold them in their hands. This is when they take their leave and head either to the church or to city hall. For an orthodox church wedding, the couple must vow respect and eternal love. Orthodox recognizes marriage as a sacrament, an act which obtains God's blessing, and a special gift of love, which will combine two hearts forever. The sacraments of marriage are two parts, the betrothal and wedding. During the betrothal, which follows engagement, the priest will give the couple two burning candles. He then puts the ring on the groom and next the bride. After the betrothal, the couple goes to the center of the church and are asked if they are free and have been faithful to their commitment. Next, the marriage part, which is very symbolic, has the bridesmaids and groomsmen holding crowns above the heads of the groom and bride. These are considered sacred objects and must be held with a handkerchief, as one shouldn't touch the crown with their bare hands. That is forbidden by the church. These crowns are symbolizing the crown of the kingdom of heaven. The couple is given communion from a chalice of wine the priest provides. The couple should not have eaten anything all day up to this point, as the wine will be their first drink of the day. The priest will momentarily bind the hands of the bride and groom 
with an embroidered towel. While holding their hands, he asks the couple to follow him around the altar three times, symbolizing the marriage will be eternal. Before the sacrament of marriage, the couple should confess in front of God and take Holy Communion. Korovai, the wedding bread, looks like a large tiered cake, decorated with unleavened dough, marshmallow, or meringue. The preparation of this cake is an important ritual, which symbolizes the blessing the community gives to the couple. The design of the cake has special meaning, with a theme, and is prepared days in advance by members of both families. There are several ritualistic actions in the process of preparing the bread, such as certain hand-washing or making the sign of the cross over the bread. At the end of the wedding celebration, the korovai is divided among the guests. The closest relatives of the bride, married men, would have a respectful role of cutting it and offering it to the guests. Wedding icons include one which should have the image of Jesus Christ in his adult form, and the other which is the Holy Mother of God. The priest will bless the set of icons at least a week in advance of the wedding with holy water. A variety of authentic embroidery plays a significant role in a Ukrainian wedding. The bride should embroider the towel herself because it is felt that the embroidery contains sacred stitches, which bring forth good intentions by the one who crafts it. Since no one wishes the couple more success than the bride herself, she is the best one to do this. This towel is taken to the church service with the couple. Before they stand in front of the altar, one of the mothers or godmothers spreads the towel on the floor. It is said that the one who steps on the towel first will be head of the family. In most cases, both try to step on it at the same time. At the end of the ceremony, the bride should kick the towel out of the church with her foot. This tradition signifies her trying to influence all unmarried girls to soon become wed themselves. She will keep and protect the wedding towel, as it is said to have protective power for the family. Wedding rings are worn on the right hand rather than the left. Child-rearing People are very proud of their children. Grandparents often help raise the grandchildren while parents work. Most of the children attend some type of formal daycare before the age of six. Discipline is administered via verbal reprimands and corporal punishment. Etiquette Ukrainians tend to be extremely polite. They usually greet guests with a firm handshake. Guests will be served before the host. When invited to the household for dinner, it is considered rude to refuse any of the dishes offered. Culture It is rare for a native Ukrainian to smile in public. The happiness index was 4.88 on a scale of 0, unhappy, to 10, most happy. People are generally quiet in places such as public transport. One who is loud and noticeable may be met with hostility. Direct eye contact is the norm. Women serving in Parliament are at 20% of those serving. Vaishivanka is the Ukrainian national costume. It is decorated with ornamental hand-woven embroidery featuring floral detail. 
Both women and men wear the costume on various occasions. Legal Issues The drinking age is 18, although it is common for teens to drink alcohol. The legal age for purchasing tobacco is 18. Smoking is forbidden in many public places. The trains, even those overnight, forbid smoking and are patrolled often. All drugs are forbidden, and one can be arrested even for possession of small amounts. The crime statistics from 2017 are reported here as an annual number per 100,000 people. There are 1.2 kidnappings per 100,000, 47 robberies, 129 prisoners, 558 thefts, and 6.2 homicides. Doing business. Relationships are crucial in the culture, and it is advisable to discuss important business matters in person. All companies will observe niceties, offering coffee, tea, water, and will thank you for the meeting. Being punctual for meetings is important. Be prepared with a meeting agenda, and be flexible but firm in your objectives. Formal suits for men and standard conservative stylish business attire for women is expected. Jeans and business casual is not usually appropriate. The work week is 40 hours per week, Monday through Friday. Normal business hours are 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Social provisions. 22% of Ukrainian workers' pay is deducted in the form of a salary fee that goes toward the pensions of retired Ukrainians. Employees in Ukraine are entitled to a minimum of 24 days off per year. Employees over 55, disabled employees, and caretakers are entitled to an additional three days off. Employees are entitled to a maximum of seven days for personal circumstances, such as marriage or death of a close family member. Maternity leave is another guaranteed benefit in Ukraine. Female employees get 70 days of maternity leave before the delivery and then 56 or 70 days off after the delivery. Women can also take partially paid leave until their child gets to be three years old. The country does not offer any statutory paternity leave. Education Ukraine stands fourth in the world in terms of most educated population. 99.8% of Ukrainians aged 15 and over can read and write. 70% of adult Ukrainians have a secondary or higher education. Primary school completion rate is basically at 100%. Pre-primary school enrollment is at 86%. Secondary school enrollment is at 96%, and tertiary school enrollment is at 83%. There are several well-known universities which offer a wide range of higher education options. The oldest continuously operating, the Ivan Franco National University of Lviv, was founded in 1661. Formal schooling begins at age 6, and students graduate at the end of ninth grade. At this point, they decide whether they will continue their education, which goes on until 11th grade. Most of the teachers are women. Healthcare Ukraine's population has been steadily declining 
over the past three decades. In 2016, for every child born, there were 1.5 deaths. The high mortality rate is attributed to poor quality of life and limited access to health care. The infant mortality rate is 7.44 per 1,000 live births. Ukrainian health care is run by the Ministry of Health, with all working citizens contributing to the cost. In theory, health care is available free of charge to all citizens of Ukraine. However, in practice, the free services only cover basic provision, and patients often must pay for extras such as specialist equipment required during surgery. Often, doctors and consultants will also charge a fee for their time. By Ukrainian law, all foreigners coming to Ukraine must have medical insurance covering their period of travel. Note that the general quality of health care in Ukraine does not meet United States standards. Fees at government clinics and hospitals are lower than those at private clinics, but there have been reports that doctors request bribes or additional payments before treating patients. Private physicians and private hospitals charge fees for services, and some do not accept local health insurance. Public facilities only accept cash payments, while most private clinics accept credit cards. Be aware that United States Medicare does not apply overseas. If traveling with prescription medication, check with the State Register of Medicines to ensure the medication is legal to bring into the country, as many medications that are legal in the United States are prohibited in Ukraine. Always carry your prescription medication in original packaging with your doctor's prescription. Influenza and tuberculosis are prevalent in Ukraine. Cervical cancer is also an important disease, ranking fifth for incidence and sixth for mortality in cancers. There is improved drinking water for 99.4% of the population. There is improved sanitation facility access for 100% of the population. The obesity rate is 24.1%. Life expectancy. It is widely different between men and women, partially due to the high rates of alcoholism among Ukrainian men. For men, it is 68.51 years, and for women, 78.15. Food. Salo, a cured pig fat dish, usually served cold with garlic, onion, and pickle. Horlika, the national drink. It is an alcoholic beverage, often served with chili pepper. It means burning water. Compote, or stewed fruit, a non-alcoholic drink. It is prepared by cooking down different fruits, and it's flavored with spices. It is served hot in winter months. Some fruits used are rhubarbs, strawberries, apples, gooseberries, and sourberries. Some popular dishes. The Kiev cake features two layers of meringue, buttercream filling, chocolate glaze, and hazelnuts. Deruni are potato pancakes. Chicken Kiev, an internationally famous dish made from chicken breast, stuffed with butter and fried until golden. Vareniki is a boiled dumpling with potatoes, sauerkraut, mushrooms, cottage cheese, or berries.
borscht is a soup with meat, beets, cabbage, and mushrooms. Arts Palace Ukraina, or National Palace of Arts, in Kyiv. It holds 3,700 people, with the stage capacity of about 1,500. It has been the main venue for national and international events for about 50 years. Odessa National Academic Theater of Opera and Ballet is one of the five most beautiful theaters in the world. Forbes included it in the list of the most significant monuments of Eastern Europe. National Art Museum of Ukraine The National Art Museum has the most representative collection of Ukrainian figurative art in the world. The collection of the museum numbers almost 40,000 exhibits, among which masterpieces of Ukrainian painting, sculpture, and graphics from Kyiv Rus age to nowadays are represented. It officially opened in 1904, its name changed several times reflecting the complicated life processes in the country and certain stages of Ukrainian museum work restoration. It was given its current name in 1994, as now it was in the independent state of Ukraine. Ukraine has a history of varying folk arts. Pisanki is the art of intricately painted patterns on Easter eggs, which has been passed down through generations. Pottery includes a variety of dishes, jugs, barrels, baths, and children's toys. Decorative painting is done on the outside walls of homes and the inner walls. Weaving was an important craft in every Ukrainian family. They produced linens, towels, shawls, covers for benches, and carpets. The main materials in the past were flax, hemp, and wool. Embroidery is still the most common form of women's manual craft. Embroidery is used to decorate men and women's shirts, covers for beds, pillowcases, and towels. Artistic wood carving in times past was used for decoration of doorways, beams, and shutters. Items in the home were also created with artistic wood carving, such as chests, tables, beds, shelves, and bowls. Other items include roadside crosses and sleds. Wicker weaving using willow twigs produces objects for storage and transportation, fences, barns, buildings, furniture, small items, and toys. Blacksmithing was used to create many items such as weapons, tools of various sorts, iron gates and fences, locks, horseshoes, jewelry, and needles. Weaving with handmade looms is still done in some parts of the country. Folk music is still popular today. The trembita, a wooden horn, and the longest instrument in the world is played by Polish and Ukrainian highlanders. The hopak, an energetic folk dance composed of leaps and kicks, received renewed attention in the 21st century. Theater became an important part of the cultural life in the 1700s and 1800s, and in 1867, the government was petitioned to create a building for the regular opera troupe in Kiev. The history stemmed back to the wandering artists and acrobats who performed in the court of Prince Volodymyr the Great. Music concerts were also a popular event. In 1805, Kiev's first city theater 
was built which could seat 470 people. Its performances included plays, operas, and ballets. The building served until 1851, then was deconstructed. In 1856, the second city theater was built in a different location. In the summer of 1867, the city council allocated the city theater to the Russian regular opera troupe, which had become very successful in its performances. The theater steadily gained popularity among opera lovers. The Oprichnik by Tchaikovsky was staged in 1874, and the composer came to see it himself. On February 4, 1896, the theater building caught on fire and was completely burnt down. For a period after this, performances were moved to other buildings. The city council soon announced a competition for the best design of the new opera house. Victor Schrater won the competition and designed a building in neo-Renaissance style. He designed it to be convenient for both the performers and the audience. At that time, the theater could seat 1,683 people. There have been reconstructions over the years, and with the extension of the orchestra pit and removal of some seats, it now holds 1,300 seats. In the beginning of the 20th century, the city saw great prosperity, with the Kiev opera being a focal point in the lives of many of the citizens. With the struggle for independence of Ukraine in 1919, there were preparations taking place for the first ever Ukrainian performance of Tchaikovsky's Cherevichki. This was a big step since the Kiev opera was considered a Russian opera. However, after the downfall of the Ukrainian People's Republic, all artistic endeavors showcasing the culture of Ukrainian people were aborted. Finally, in the 20s, the plays previously performed in Russian were translated and performed in Ukrainian. In the 30s, Kiev Opera received status equal to that of the biggest theaters of the USSR, the Moscow Bolshoi Theater and Kirov Theater in Leningrad. In 1992, the Kyiv Opera became the National Opera of Ukraine. In 2014, after the annexation of Crimea, works of art were transferred from Crimea to Russian museums. With the invasion of Ukraine in February of 2022, many artists, curators, gallerists, and citizens scramble to protect the country's most valuable artwork. Many monuments, statues, and stained-glass windows were covered with shrapnel-proof material. Many objects were moved into bunkers, and some museum workers are sleeping next to pieces worth millions to safeguard them. In Odessa, volunteers stacked sandbags around one of the monuments, and one museum was fenced with razor wire. One of the leading art museums in Kharkiv had its windows blown out, and its art has been subjected to freezing temperatures and snow, making it impossible to control the proper humidity and temperature to maintain the pieces adequately. In Kiev and Kharkiv, the ballet theaters and opera houses have been shelled. Celebrations and Holidays January 1st, New Year's Day January 7th, Orthodox Christmas January 22nd, Unity Day to commemorate the day Ukraine first declared its independence from Soviet Russia, 
and to the date the Ukrainian republics united in 1919. March 8th, International Women's Day. April or May, Orthodox Easter. May 1st through 2nd, Labor Day. May 9th, Victory Day. June 28th, Constitution Day. And August 24th, Independence Day, to commemorate independence from the USSR in 1991. Ukrainians celebrate Kupala Night, a summer holiday. One of the holiday's traditions involves young couples jumping over a fire. Legend holds that if the boy and girl can maintain their handhold, their love will last forever. Sports Football or soccer is the most prominent sport in the country. Basketball, boxing, and ice hockey are also popular. Gymnastics is an area of sporting successes. The country appreciates chess and has around 85 grandmasters. Ruslan Ponomaryov became the youngest grandmaster in the world for men at age 14 in 1998. He won the world title at age 18. Transportation Odessa Harbor is the largest Ukrainian seaport and one of the largest ports in the Black Sea. It has a passenger terminal, grain and oil terminals, and container loading cays. There are six major seaports. There are some inner waterways, mostly on the Dnieper River in Kyiv. There are 409 merchant marine vessels. There are 187 airports in Ukraine, with 19 that are international. Borispil International State Airport in Kyiv is the country's central and top-rated airport. There are 14 air carriers. There are gas pipelines passing through Ukraine, which Russia uses to provide gas to Europe. In addition to gas pipelines, the country has oil pipelines and refined product pipelines. There are about 22,000 kilometers of railways and about 170,000 kilometers of roadways. United States driver's licenses are not valid in Ukraine. You will need to obtain an international driver's permit. Generally, roads outside major urban areas are in bad condition and poorly lit. Drivers are often poorly trained. Many drive without a valid driver's license. Drivers can also be dangerously aggressive, often do not respect the rights of pedestrians, even at clearly marked pedestrian crossings, and sometimes drive on the sidewalks. Many cars, including some taxis, do not meet United States safety standards. Ukraine has a zero-tolerance policy for driving under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Violations may result in fines, imprisonment, and or deportation. Using a cellular telephone or texting while driving is illegal. Do not turn right on a red light unless there is a special green arrow sign attached to the stoplight. Front seatbelts are mandatory. Communications About 8% of the people have fixed telephone lines. There are 129 mobile cellular subscriptions per 100 people. There is a plan for migration to 5G, which was approved in 2020. The broadcasting equipment is imported from China. About 60% of the population are Internet users. About 19% subscribe to fixed broadband. 
the media in Ukraine is dominated by oligarch-owned news outlets, which are often politically motivated and at odds with one another and or the government. Social media plays an important role in the disseminating of information in Ukraine. It is how nearly all Ukrainian politicians and opinion leaders communicate with the public, having at least one social media page. This allows them direct communication with audiences, and news often breaks on Facebook or Twitter before being picked up by traditional news outlets. The largest national television networks are controlled by oligarchs. A set of 24-hour news channels also have clear political affiliations. UA Suspilna is a public television station under the umbrella of the National Public Broadcasting Company of Ukraine. While it is often praised by media experts for balanced coverage, it lags in popularity. Ukrainian radio, institutionally linked to UA Suspilna, is one of only two national talk radio networks, with the other being the privately owned radio NV. Energy. It imports most of its fuel needs from Russia and Turkmenistan. It also produces gas. It produces enough electricity for its country's needs via hydroelectricity and nuclear power. It exports excess to Russia and other Eastern European countries. Electricity access is at 100% of the population. The country produces, imports, and exports electricity. Electricity from fossil fuels is at 65%, from nuclear fuels at 23%, 8% from hydroelectric plants, and 3% from other renewable sources. It produces, exports, and imports crude oil. It has crude oil reserves. It produces, imports, and exports refined petroleum products. It produces natural gas and imports it but does not export any. It has reserves in natural gas. Since 2015, Ukraine has prioritized the reduction of natural gas subsidies in addition to diversifying energy supply. It is part of the EU for Energy program, which focuses on evidence-based policymaking for the energy sector. Travel Ukraine has seven UNESCO World Heritage Sites. The first site from Ukraine to be listed at UNESCO was the St. Sophia Cathedral. It's a Christian cathedral in the center of Kyiv. It depicts Ukrainian architecture and painting from the 11th century. It's one of the few surviving buildings of the Kievan era. Kyiv has the St. Michael's Golden Domed Monastery, which is the headquarters of the Orthodox Church in Ukraine. It was originally built in the Middle Ages and is on the bank of the Dnieper River. The exterior was rebuilt in Ukrainian Baroque style in the 18th century, while the interior remained in its original Byzantine style. The original cathedral was demolished by the Soviet authorities in the 1930s, but was reconstructed and opened in 1999. St. Andrew's Church in Kiev is an Orthodox church built between 1747 and 1754 in the Elizabethan Baroque style by an Italian architect. Kiev is also famous for the Monastery of the Caves, or Kiev Pechersk Lavra. It is an extensive monastic complex now operating as a museum. 
There are underground catacombs containing the mummified remains of medieval monks. The Marinsky Palace in Kyiv is the official ceremonial residence of the President of Ukraine. It is in the Elizabethan Baroque style and sits on the bank of the Dnipro River and adjoins the Verkhovna Rada, or Parliament Building, which is in neoclassical style. It was built in 1744. It burned down in a series of fires in the 19th century and sat abandoned for almost 50 years. In 1870, it was reconstructed by an architect who visualized it using old drawings and watercolors as a guide. During the Russian Civil War, it was used as a headquarters. In the 1920s, it belonged to an agricultural school. Soon after, it became a museum. It was badly damaged during the Second World War, then restored in the 1940s. In the early 1980s, it underwent major restorations. The Chernobyl Museum in Kyiv is dedicated to the nuclear disaster of 1986. It is meant to educate people about the many aspects of the disaster. It has an extensive collection of artifacts, scale models, and visual media. The People's Friendship Arch was built in 1982 to commemorate the 60th anniversary of the USSR and the 1500th anniversary of Kyiv City. It was dedicated to the unification of Russia and Ukraine. The monument has three structural elements. One is a huge 50-meter diameter rainbow-shaped arch made of titanium. The second part is a bronze statue depicting a Russian and a Ukrainian worker holding up a medal together, the Soviet Order of Friendship of Peoples Medal. This medal is awarded to people for accomplishments in strengthening of inter-ethnic and international friendship and cooperation for economical, political, scientific, military, and cultural development of the Soviet Union. The third component is a granite monument depicting the participants of the Pereyaslav Council of 1654. It also has a viewing deck there where most of the East Bank can be viewed. On May 20th of 2016, the Ukrainian government announced plans to dismantle the arch as part of its decommunization laws. In its place, they plan to install a memorial dedicated to veterans of the war in Donbass. The glass bridge opened in June of 2019. It's a pedestrian and bicycle path that stretches between St. Volodymyr Hill and the People's Friendship Arch. It's made of concrete and glass with metal barriers at each side, along with some glass floor panes. The city of Lviv is an UNESCO heritage site. It was founded in the Middle Ages. The historical heart of the city survived Soviet and German occupations during World War II. The architecture of the historic center reflects Eastern Europe traditions influenced by those from Germany and Italy. Included in this heritage site is St. Yuri's Cathedral of Rococo, architecture dating back to the 18th century. The city has beautiful narrow streets to explore and many churches and museums. Lviv also has the Museum of Folk Architecture, which is an outdoor museum depicting old village life with original wooden village houses and a church, which were collected from various parts of Ukraine. 
In each house, there is a person ready to answer your questions about that house. There are other things to see and do, such as archery, pony rides, eating in restaurants, animal exhibits, craftspeople working on their crafts, and tasting honey. The city of Odessa is on the Black Sea and is a travel destination for many. It has a mild climate and inviting beaches. It's home to the Odessa Opera and Ballet Theater. The Potemkin Stairs is a magnificent stairway ordered by Prince Vorontsov as a gift to his wife, built in the 1840s. There are 192 steps, and it has a length of 147 meters. It was designed to be wider at the bottom to give the feeling that the stairway is even larger when viewed from the bottom. When viewed from below, one can only see the stairs. When viewed from above, one can only see the landings. City Garden, Odessa's oldest park, was landscaped originally as a private garden. It has iron lanterns and flower beds and little iron fences. It has a pavilion which in the summer is used by the Odessa Philharmonic. There's a fountain and it has several monuments. One is the Twelve Chairs in honor of the Russian satirical novel by brothers Ilf and Petrov, bearing the same name. The Odessa catacombs in Nerubaiskoya village are the longest in the world. They are an extensive labyrinth beneath the city and were used by robbers, smugglers, and people hiding during World War II. In the city of Chernivtsi is the UNESCO World Heritage Site, residents of Bukovinian and Dalmatian metropolitans. This was built by Czech artist Josef Hlavka from 1864 to 1882. It has a seminary and monastery, and includes a domed seminary church with a garden and park. The city is also home to the Chernivtsi Museum of Art. In southwest Crimea, on the Heraklion Peninsula, lies the remains of the ancient city of Tarik Chersonis, founded in the 5th century BCE. It is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It was a colonial settlement of the Dorian Greeks. It displays ancient cultural landscape. In Crimea is the site of the Marble Caves. It's one of Europe's most visited caves and considered one of the most beautiful. In the Kherson Oblast is the Oksania Nova Biosphere Reserve. The reserve has a botanical garden, a zoological park, and an open steppe sanctuary. The fauna is both local and exotic as you will see ostriches, wild horses, zebras, llamas, bison, and antelope. A special draw is the Chevalsky's horse, where you will see the largest captive group in the world. In the Carpathian region in Poland and Ukraine lie the 16 serkvas, or churches. They were built between the 16th and 19th centuries by communities of Orthodox and Greek Catholic faiths. They are made from horizontal wooden logs and topped with quadrilateral or octagonal domes and cupolas. Pechersk Lavra, the monastery of the caves on the Berestov Mount in Kiev. This was founded in 1051 and is a prominent center of Orthodox Christianity in Eastern Europe. Optimistichna Cave, or Optimistic Cave, is a gypsum karst cave in western Ukraine. 
It is the longest gypsum cave in the world and the longest cave in Europe. It is 262 kilometers or 163 miles long. This is not yet open for tourism. The United States Department of State issued a travel advisory on March 8th of 2022, Level 4. Do not travel. Do not travel to Ukraine due to the armed conflict and COVID-19. U.S. citizens in Ukraine should depart immediately if it is safe to do so, using any commercial or other privately available ground transportation options. U.S. citizens should not travel to Ukraine due to the active armed conflict. The U.S. Department of State suspended operations at the U.S. Embassy, Kiev, effective February 28, 2022. All in-person consular services in Ukraine are suspended until further notice. Since the 24th of February, 2022, Russia's forces have attacked major Ukrainian cities, and the Ukrainian government closed its airspace to commercial flights due to Russia's military actions. On February 24th, the Ukrainian government declared a state of emergency. Each province, or oblast, will decide on the measures to be implemented according to local conditions. Measures could include curfews, restrictions on the freedom of movement, ID verification, and increased security inspections, among other measures. Follow any state of emergency measures imposed in your oblast. The security situation throughout Ukraine is highly volatile. The conditions may deteriorate without warning. U.S. citizens should remain vigilant and take appropriate steps to increase their security awareness. Know the location of your closest shelter or protected space. In the event of mortar and or rocket fire, follow the instructions from local authorities and seek shelter immediately. If you feel your current location is no longer safe, you should carefully assess the potential risks involved in moving to a different location. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or the CDC, has issued a Level 4 travel health notice for Ukraine indicating a very high level of COVID-19 in the country. Segment 3. Who is? Taras Kulakov, the YouTube sensation known as Crazy Russian Hacker, was born in 1987 in the Ukraine of the Soviet Socialist Republic before becoming independent Ukraine. In 2009, he, along with his family, moved to Asheville, North Carolina, USA. He had been a swimmer since 1996 and had even joined the Ukrainian Swimming Olympic team. He is famous for his life hacks, science experiments, DIY or do-it-yourself, and testing videos, and demonstrations which he shares with his viewers through his channel, which he launched in 2012. It has since emerged as one of the top 200 channels on YouTube. He has a huge fan following on other social networking sites as well. He started his YouTube career with his first channel called Taras Cool, where he posted origami tutorials in 2009. Nikolai Gogol was a Ukrainian-born Russian writer. Many of his works were influenced by his Ukrainian heritage and upbringing, yet he wrote in the Russian language and his works are among the most beloved in the tradition of Russian literature. He is seen as the first Russian realist 
and wrote with biting satire, comic realism, and described Russian provincials and petty bureaucrats in a way that had influence on later masters. He was a novelist, short story writer, and playwright. Joseph Conrad, regarded as one of the greatest novelists to write in the English language. He was of Polish descent, born in what is modern-day Ukraine in 1857. He didn't learn to speak English fluently until he was in his 20s, yet he came to be regarded as a master prose stylist. He wrote many stories and novels, many with a nautical setting that depicts the trials of the human spirit amid what he saw as an impassive, inscrutable universe. Stephen Seagull, born in America, but has citizenship in the United States, Russia, and Serbia. His paternal grandparents were Russian-Jewish immigrants in the United States. He studied martial arts in Japan, even teaching classes there. He is also an American actor, screenwriter, guitarist, environmentalist, and activist. He is a supporter of Vladimir Putin, to whom he once referred to as one of the greatest living world leaders. He was granted both Russian and Serbian citizenship in 2016. In 2018, he was appointed Russia's special envoy to the United States. In August 2014, Seagal appeared at a Night Wolves organized show in Sevastopol, Crimea supporting the Crimean annexation and depicting Ukraine as a country controlled by fascists. His views on Ukraine and Russian citizenship caused Ukraine to view him as a national security risk and banned him from the country. Vladimir and Vitaly Klitschko, brothers who are both former heavyweight champions. Both brothers entered the Guinness World Records as the pair of brothers with the most world heavyweight title fight wins. They are sons of a Soviet major general. They have advanced college degrees and speak four languages. Vladimir held the world heavyweight championship twice. He is one of the best heavyweight champions of all time. He last fought in 2017. He represented Ukraine at the 1996 Olympics, winning a gold medal in the super heavyweight division. Vitali last fought in 2012. In 2014, he began serving as the mayor of Kyiv and head of the Kyiv City State Administration, which he still serves. As a boxer, Vitali won multiple world heavyweight championships. Both are ready to defend their country in a fight where there's more at stake than in the boxing ring. They have made it clear that they will fight in the streets if it comes to that. Others from the Ukrainian boxing community are taking the same stand. Vasily Lomachenko, a two-time Olympic gold medalist, flew home from Greece and joined a defense battalion. The current heavyweight champion, Oleksandr Usyk, returned home from London when Russia invaded his country. Instead of preparing for future fighting matches, he is getting ready to fight against Russians in his native land. Elia Mechnikov was a Russian zoologist of Romanian nobility ancestry and Ukrainian Jewish origin. He is best known for his pioneering research in immunology. He was the first to develop a coherent theory of protective systems of the human body. 
He received the Nobel Peace Prize in Physiology or Medicine in 1908. Segment 4. Who Would Have Thought? Ukraine is famous for its extremely fertile soil, a black soil called Chernozem. Ukraine is known as the breadbasket of Europe. The Chernobyl nuclear disaster. Although at the time of the reactor core explosion, the nuclear power plant was in Soviet Union territory, it has been in Ukrainian territory since 1991 when Ukraine gained its independence. Interesting info. Pornography is illegal in Ukraine. The Tunnel of Love is the nickname of a stretch of railroad track which runs through a forest between two cities in Ukraine. It is beautifully hidden under a canopy of trees which were planted to shield trains, which carried supplies hidden from sight during the Cold War. The largest airplane ever built was built in Kiev, Ukraine during the Soviet era. There was only one. It was the Antonov AN-225, with a wingspan of 88.4 meters or 290 feet, and weighs 640,000 kilograms or 705 tons. After World War II, Ukraine was the location chosen for the Yalta Conference in 1945 between Stalin, Churchill, and Roosevelt to discuss European boundaries. Where this took place, Livadia Palace is now a museum. Lviv, Ukraine, is home to the most cafes per capita of any city in the world, 1,500. A common misconception is that the name of the country is THE Ukraine, but it is just Ukraine. In 1993, the Ukrainian government formally requested that the country be called simply Ukraine. Ukraine is the birthplace of the Jewish Hasidic movement. The Baal Shem Tov, Hasidism's founder, was born in western Ukraine and traveled around the area to share his teachings. Just one week after invading Ukraine's capital city of Kiev, the Nazi Germans took an estimated 34,000 Jews, almost the entire Jewish population in Kiev, to the valley of Bin Lar and massacred them. For much of the 20th century, the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church was deeply persecuted by the Soviet government. Many of the clergy went into hiding, and the UGCC became the largest underground church in the history of Christianity. The tradition of painting eggs in celebration of Easter first began in Ukraine. The first Easter eggs were colored using wax and dye. When the wax is removed, it leaves the impressive patterns. Ukraine's national anthem is titled, Ukraine Has Not Perished Yet. The first gas lamp was invented in Lviv, Ukraine. Among the former Soviet states, Ukraine is considered as having one of the freest press and internet. Leading newspapers publish articles mainly in Ukrainian, but translate some of these to Russian and English. Arsenalna, on Kyiv city metro line, is the deepest metro station in the world right now. It is 105.5 meters or 346 feet deep. It opened in 1960. It takes five minutes and two escalators to get down to the train platform. The reason why Arsenalna had to be 105.5 meters deep 
is because it had to bypass Dnieper River, which rises above Kiev City and surrounds it. The creation of hard disk drives was made possible by two scientists. One was Lubomir Romanki, born in Zokfa, Ukraine, in 1931. He now lives in the United States and worked there for IBM. A surgeon from Kiev, Mykola Amosov, invented antithrombotic prothesis and performed the first heart mitral valve surgery in 1965. The first helicopter in production was designed by Igor Sikorsky, born in Kiev in 1889. He studied at the Kiev Polytechnic Institute, which now bears his name. Gloves, known as Enable Talk, designed by four Ukrainian students in 2012, have sensors that recognize sign language and then convert it to text on mobile devices via Bluetooth. This allows for verbal contact between people who have disabilities and others who do not understand sign language. The framework Hive was invented by a Ukrainian inventor, Petro Prokopovich. The fixed honeycomb hives used for beekeeping required harvesters to kill the whole bee colony to collect honey. But his design of the movable frame beehive provided easy access to the honeycombs and allowed the removal of honey without harming bees. The piezo motor used to convert electrical energy into mechanical energy with an efficiency of up to over 90% was created by an engineer in Kiev. This technology is used in ceiling fans, lenses and SLR cameras, electric razors, astronomy, space exploration, robotics, and much more. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ukraine Part 2. Next time, we'll hear a small episode, which gives you just an annual summary of my podcast and also a little extra experience. Please be sure to subscribe to Nations of the World podcast series so you won't miss my next bonus episode. Gaining knowledge about other people and their culture is often the best way to understanding who they are and why they do things a certain way. This in turn can make us less fearful of differences and hopefully more accepting. Let's face it, we're all human and we all share the same world. If you are enjoying the series, please consider leaving a review for Nations of the World podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also help to support my work by making a small contribution on Patreon. You can find me there at patreon.com slash nationsoftheworld. With your review on Apple Podcasts, I will give you a shout out in my next episode. If you contribute on Patreon at the first level, you will get a shout out in my next episode and you will have a chance to submit a question you'd like to have answered in one of my upcoming podcasts. This can be a question about how I plan or produce my show, or it can be a question to be answered in one of my upcoming episodes about a particular country. If you contribute on Patreon at the second level, you will receive the shout out and question submittal, along with free access to all the episodes electronically in ebook format. These ebooks range in size from about 10,000 to 25,000 words. Thank you again for listening to my podcasts. I look forward to hearing from and interacting with my listeners. 
please feel free to contact me via any of the social media apps you find in my show notes.